fact that a lot of these guys reach out and contact us, that, that's an important quality, to be honest. They're, they're looking to take the next step. They're willing to put themselves out there. It's, it's a risk to, to say, look, I'm, I haven't been seen. I'm not invited to the MLS Combine. I'm, you know, I've had some naysayers. I'm not a guy many people think can do it, but I want to give it a shot. And that's probably the most important quality, to be honest. There's that motivation, that belief, that drive, and that, that ability to take risks and go for it. years all right so like you say what's up to your guys yeah um say what's up what's Depends up everyone. you're trying to be cool i guess say what's up or what's welcome up, everyone what's up everyone <laughs> to, <laughs> sounds dorky when you do it like to that episode one of the path to pro soccer podcast i am your host for episode one uh here with booch the man the founder the one that's making it all happen People, I assume everyone knows you now, though. But people who don't, I always call you Booch. Yeah. And, I, and the reason why, and I'll admit this now, okay, is because I'm afraid to mispronounce your last That's name. That's actually the main reason why people do it, I think. And even then, I spell it wrong. You do, and you consistently spell it wrong. But so it's kind of endearing at this point. I actually don't mind it when you do it. I so like I. It. I go B U C C H, which would make sense because that's how you spell your name. Yes. But. People, I've seen other things now, and they actually add the O's. They add, it's phonetically pronounced and spelled. It's phonetically spelled is what it is. But but it's not Boochery, it's Boochery. I think about it like this. It's like its own little thing. It's separate. The nickname is its own identity. It doesn't oh, have to be true. spelled that way. But, that's true. You know, my true friends, you can misspell it, and I don't, I don't mind. So you're one of those guys, Julio. Boom! Episode one, here with Eric and Julio. What's up? How's it going, guys? It's going good. It's going good. Uh, we are in beautiful Burlingame, California. We're a stone throws away from where we met Coach over at uh, Burlingame High School as part of uh, the founding staff of the now debunked Burlingame Dragons. Too soon, man. Can't. T- I mean, this is kind of. Uh, I could tell you was a lot of sadness when we were talking yeah. about that via text, and then oh, you know, I got it. Actually, like, yeah. it's my baby how too. much did we put into that? We're in my apartment right now. You guys can't see this uh, recording, but I have my original founding fan scarves here. I got a poster that I designed for the dragons. Oh, you designed that? Yeah, I did. Sure, That's man. why I have it up. If anyone else would have done it, fuck that. I wouldn't have that up there. Yeah. Uh, with a couple of the, All right. the heart and soul of that oh, team. Oh, just legends. Just dragons legends. Where's more at? Yeah, a couple of those guys Lima. are still playing and are doing Caddy's well. He's a legend in his own right. So let's go through it. From the left, Josh Morton, absolutely fantastic center Great back. Great career at uh, Cal. Yep, about to, down. about to see what he's going to do. Yeah, Jamel Cox, grinder, fan, fantastic player for, what, two or three years over with the Dragons? Two years, yeah, two years. was probably one of the most electric attacking players the Dragons had, and just pure pace, can finish. Such a good young man. Over in Washington now playing with Tacoma Indoor. Uh, Nick Lima, who would be the Rookie of the Year over in MLS had he not perhaps, uh, well, perhaps Rookie of the Year had he not messed yep. up his hammy, I think it was. Yeah, Nick um, 
kind of the poster child for the PDL affiliation with the Quakes. He's true. Kept his homegrown status going by playing PDL with the with uh, the Dragons, and ended up signing a homegrown deal. So that was that's the story we look back on the most as a major success, along with what we did on the field with the Dragons. But that was special and Josh like a great Smith, chance. the centerpiece there as a center forward, th- three years captain. Fitting that he would be bigger than everyone else on the poster. Is that actually regular size? Is he just that much bigger than most humans? <laughs> That's true. You got some inside stories. What a big man. <laughs> Over in Germany right now, trying to do some things. Uh, hopefully, uh, we'll get him back stateside with New England Revolution. Had a good, actually a great rookie career. Got a couple of MLS games in and one fantastic performance. I forget who he was playing against, but just started and played 90 minutes for the Revolution last season and, and uh, did very well. A guy that has a good future ahead of him. Kyle Cadigan, uh, Dragons legend. Cal State Stanislaus legend. Yep. Shout out to Dingle Taylor, wherever he's at. Has gone professional in a different aspect of his life. I think he's written a book. Oh, yes. is currently a fireman, saving lives. Um, I think the name of his book, we can plug it, uh, Grow the Fuck Up. Grow the Fuck Up is the name of the book. And uh, good book. I read it. He sent me a, a free copy. You fucking need uh, that one? Did you pay? I had to pay for mine. <laughs> fucking caddy. He's a businessman. He's got to sell them. Did he sign yours? He didn't. So oh, okay. he you paid for the signature is what he did. Okay. Uh, Brian Nanasinkum, Stanford national champion, twice or once? That's a good question. I think twice. Twice. Two-time national champion, which used to be a big deal, but now his teammates are three times three national times. champion. So left the wrong. Yeah. It might have been one. He's got. He's been with the Sounders for a couple of years. One year. This now? last year was his first year, right? Monster with the Dragons. Absolute uh, monster. A great young man. Finished out the poster with uh, Kevin Partida, UNLV graduate. First of all, congratulations on that. Just education. graduated. Yep. A Reno native. He's one of the guys I, if I had seen with Reno, was looking forward to coach so much. Just having being a Reno local and knowing the type of player he is. But uh, yeah, he's got perseverance. a perseverance story. Of perseverance messes up his. I think it was knee early. I want to say two knee surgeries and. He looks sharp and fit and healthy, so good for Kevin. Good transition, though, because Kevin Partida will be he will. at the 2018 Path to Pro Soccer Combine, uh, January 19th and 20th, over at beautiful University of San Francisco. Um, change the location this year. We did, yeah. San Francisco, I mean, anytime you can host some in San Francisco, it's kind of special to do. USF, amazing field. Um, so we're really happy with it. We're happy to have it back in the city. And, uh, yeah, we, the group of players we have is, is very exciting. Kevin Partita being one of them, he's a guy that 100% can play in USL and I believe can make the jump. So really happy to have him um, along with a few other guys that uh, we're probably going to highlight in this little segment here that are just fantastic players that have kind of slid under the radar a bit and are going to take their chance in a couple weeks. Is the quality – when you hosted the first one in 2017, you sat down and did some evaluating – uh, afterwards, was one of the things you wanted to focus on to improve it. Uh, just was it bringing in a better quality player, or I mean, the quality player back in twenty seventeen was it good, was great. But it was high. Yeah, it's uh, you know you get the level to a certain point, and I wanted to make sure the level was good again. I thought it was really good in two thousand and seventeen, and and I knew it would be good again this year. Um, my main focus was was making sure we gave the guys the biggest opportunity we could to be seen and signed. So it was getting more professional coaches out there. And that's it's uh, what kind of sets us apart, I believe. We're going to have close to 20 different pro teams there and uh, a host of PDL and MPSL teams as well. So you're really casting a wide net. 
Um, not every coach sees the same thing, and that's the difference. Level is such a subjective term and can change so much. So players that are on paper supposed to be very good can come to the combine and they're a bit out of shape or they're a bit unmotivated or whatever the reason, don't have a great showing, and guys that are you didn't expect to do well can really kind of kick on and, and have a great weekend and, and set themselves apart. So I know there's a lot of guys that are capable of doing it, and uh, you know that's kind of the fun, exciting part too, is seeing who does it and, and uh, makes that jump. But certainly some guys that I expect to do very well. Was there, well, we talked about change of field. Mm-hmm. And no offense to Mendel's field, and USF's field. The USF's field is... It's great. It's great. Yeah, good good service. You know, we'd, we'd love to host it on a grass field. I think that's what happened last year with Menlo. We had a grass field mm-hmm. lined up, and uh, we it just rained. had the worst rain, like probably a month straight of rain, and uh, just destroyed that field. So we ended up doing it on the turf field, which was fine. But ideally, we'd like a grass field um, in the Bay Area. Just kind of hard to find, and it's hard to trust the weather this time of year. But if we expand and do something in the summer, we'll uh, we'll have it on a nice grass pitch because that's, for the most part, what these guys will be playing on in USL and in MLS. 110 players this year. Up. Oh. 110 um, players. That's exciting too. It is. It is. It's uh, you know, that's the point. The whole point of the combine is to get players a chance to be seen, and we were never going to compromise the level, so we made sure the level stayed high. And uh, there's that many players out there. And to be honest, there's more. We, we turned away some really good players, especially in the goalkeeper position. It's That sold out really early, and we basically are taking 10. So it's there's way more than that that can play pro. Your and, network is strong, obviously, but can you talk a little bit about uh, those guys that you did accept mm-hmm. uh, into the combine? What are some of the common qualities that you see on paper or on video from these guys that you are bringing in that you decided to bring in? Yeah, um, well, interesting question. We, the fact that a lot of these guys reach out and contact us, that that's an important quality. To be honest, they're they're looking to take the next step. They're willing to put themselves out there. It's it's a risk to to say, look, I I haven't been seen. I'm not invited to the MLS Combine. I'm you know, I've had some naysayers. I'm not a guy many people think can do it, but I want to give it a shot. And that's probably the most important quality, to be honest. There's that motivation, that belief, that drive, and that, that ability to take risks and go for it. So that's one. Um, and then, yeah, being in the pro game last year, I think you've got to have certain qualities to set yourself apart. Athleticism can do it. Some guys are extremely athletic and can separate themselves um, on that front. Some guys can really control the tempo of a game and they have great vision, they have great technique, they can score goals. Some guys are absolutely monsters in defense and can really defend and are fantastic in the air. So you're sort of just, me personally, looking for a couple qualities that set you apart. And uh, obviously you've got to have a well-rounded base, be a good overall soccer player, but to be seen and kind of jump out and, and excite coaches as to, look, this guy's gonna help me win games you've got to have an outstanding quality that, that sets you apart from the guy next to you. Obviously, the opportunity is there for the for the player, and, and you know that's where the focus is of the combine. But talk a little bit about you You obviously coming from Reno and, and the pro side. What are the coaches, what has been the response from some of these pro coaches in terms of setting up the opportunity for them to be able to see these guys? Yeah, I think they're excited. I think um, it's tricky as a coach, and, you know, I – I coached in the USL last season. It's you have so many things going on. You constantly have players being 
sent your way. Um, you have guys you already know and like. You're negotiating contracts. You're trying desperately to take a break after a 10-month season and knowing that your season's about to start. So um, I, I think they're excited. I think you know they, they could use some more help. I think USL teams need more scouting. I, I truly do. Um, but overall, I think they look at this event and they're like, wow, okay, I can go to one weekend in a great place and stay in a wonderful hotel, have fun, network with some good colleagues and see 110 players that probably most of them at some capacity could help my team. Um, I think they're fired up and, you know, it only, it, for me, it was great justification that last year in the event, six players got signed mm -hmm. and uh, a lot of those guys went on to contribute serious minutes. It wasn't just kind of foo-foo signings. It was Cody Wakaza signing with Phoenix Rising who had an excellent season and I think he had something like 20 plus starts and that's as a back, so he played crazy good minutes. Um, we had Seth Casipoli over at Reno just have an outstanding season. That's how you pronounce his last name. Casipoli, yep. Was it going to hit that? Yep. Um, wonderful young man and a really, really special player and uh, a kind of player that can definitely fall through the cracks because he isn't going to wow you with his athleticism. You need to see him several times. Um, he's definitely a player that grows on you when you have him on your team. And so he, he contributed to a team that went on to break USL records and he started I think over 20 games for us as well um, and some of the other guys that signed were right there Russ for us at Reno Russ Claybaugh was our backup goalkeeper started our two Open Cup games played an important game against Timbers 2 for us and is 100% capable of starting and being an excellent USL goalkeeper and uh, we'll hopefully get that chance down the road so for us that was great vindication I think coaches look at that now and say alright well look I missed these players, I didn't go to this combine, and they got signed, and then that team beat me on mm -hmm. my team, and I think if you, you have to look at yourself and say, all right, I should probably get out there and see what I'm missing, because uh, the players are out there. There's so much that we could break down as we lead up to the combine, and obviously the guys that are listening, you know the date, January 19th and 20th over at USF. Um, Talk about the. We'll focus this first episode on some of the guys that that you're excited to see, um, and that the rest of uh, the coaching staff and and the pro coaches should be really excited to see too. Yeah, for sure. We've got a couple guys that I think. Uh, I mean, it's hard to kind of pick a few out because I'm. I truly am rooting for every player for that's all coming. To sign. That Absolutely, so it's it's um, you know, the funnest part of the gig for me is seeing guys do well and thrive and. And you really do kind of root for them and uh, hope they get seen and signed. But, uh, yeah, we got some exciting guys. A couple guys jumped to mind. Um, I think Jason Romero is a, a fantastic player that's going to be there. He played at Portland the last two years and uh, really had a great career up there. He's a playmaker. He can play a variety of positions. He, he uh, scored a boatload of goals at junior college and then went on to do well at Portland as well. And can play on the wing, can play underneath. Just an overall really good soccer player and, and a guy that – 100% could be in the MLS combine, 100%. And there's 60 spots, and it's really hard to pick. So I do think there's a little bit of West Coast bias um, in the MLS combine. I think Stanford's kind of done a good job changing that, but it's just hard for West Coast teams. I don't think there's a single player in the Big West, the entire Big West, that got invited to the MLS combine. So it's just really competitive. Mm -hmm. And uh, so Jason's a player we really happy to have. I think, speaking of the Big West... Um, two guys from UC Davis that are coming that I think are excellent. I've seen a lot. Um, Greg Salazar, he's a left-footed left back and just a really good player. Um, can get forward, can whip in crosses, 
and has that extra kind of burst of athleticism to to be a good defender. And you know, as a coach, that was something I looked for always. Can you defend? Because everybody wants a, an outside back that can bomb on and add to your attack. But if you can't defend a speedy winger, your team's going to struggle. So Greg can do both. I'm excited about him. Uh, Ona Power is a center midfielder that plays for Davis. A very athletic player. Can destroy and can also kind of play make and keeps it simple. Um, so two guys really excited about there. But the list is long, man. We can go through 110 and I'll, I'll tell you what. I'm personally invested in every player. I either have seen them personally. I've watched film on them, or I've taken a, a coach that I trust and and uh, talked to him at length about those players. So every guy, it feels like, is somebody I can talk about for a while and tell you why I think they're good enough. Well, you mentioned the guys in the back, a couple of those guys. How about a couple up front? Just because, uh, fuck, we need to even things out, you know? You got to score goals, yeah. Um, you know, I'm, uh, there's a player that I've been rooting for for a couple of years. we got to bring him up. He's a guy you probably know and love very well. He's a former Dragon. Dragons. Scored goals. He's got incredible pace. Who is he? Mr. Khalid. I don't know. It's Khalid. Isn't he married now? Khalid, did you get married? I don't. Khalid, did you get married, man? Why weren't we invited to the wedding? That's actually, that bums me out. Um, I think he's single. I don't think he's married. Ladies, just take note. But uh, Khalid, yeah, I mean, I, I always thought he could do it, and the USL is an excellent level, but seeing it firsthand... Khalid has pure pace, and he will be one of the fastest players in the league. So, you know, watching him develop as a soccer player the past couple of years, he's added layers to his game. He uh, he now defends like crazy. He's extremely fit. He can run for 90 minutes. Um, he can hold up the ball for you, which is something that he added a layer onto his game the past couple of years. He's a, he's simplified it. He's played well with his back to goal and kept things simple. And and then if there's ever space for him, he's gonna he's gonna burn you. So. He's a player that I, I thought about all season that watching some of these teams play in the USL that just didn't have any pace up top. I was like, Khalid would definitely play for this team, and I would hate to coach against him. And that's a funny way to look at things, but whenever you're scouting players, that's a question you should ask yourself as a coach is, all right, is he this? It's easy to kind of nitpick and, and pick a player apart, but at the end of the day, would you want to coach against him? And Khalid is a player I do not want to see. On the other side of the do field. Do I see a Fresno Fuego guy written down you there? You do. You see a Fresno Fuego guy. Shout out to the Fuego. That is Joey Chica. Um, he played Division Two soccer at Cal Baptist, who had an unbelievable year. And uh, he was a big part of that success. Really dynamic center midfield playmaker. Um, played for the Fuego. Coached against them many times. And just another excellent player. He's a guy that I think college soccer, those players can kind of get hidden um, because the game doesn't quite open up as much as the pro game does. But uh, over 90 minutes, um, especially as a young player, as a sub coming on, he could he could hit that final pass that gets your team a goal when the game's a little bit open. So it's hard to notice those guys in college soccer. Those playmakers get kind of swallowed up by all the substitutions. But um, he's good. I'm excited for him to, to uh, show what he can do with the combine. Shout out to the fire squad. I haven't seen those guys in a while. I bumped into one at the, at the All-Star game a couple years ago. He recognized me. I was like, oh, shoot. Hey. Great rivalry, huh? Just phenomenal make it, they make it fun. Make it all fun. That's what it's all about. If if the fans aren't there doing their thing, it's a totally different experience, man. And that was, yeah, Fuego did it right. And uh, are they in the PDL this year? I heard they are not. I don't know. I know that one of the guys from the fire squad um, got signed with the uh, USL team. 
and he's working front office. Milton Blanco. You mean um, one of the Fuego guys? No, 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 not a player on the, the field. I'm oh, really? A one fan? Of, one of the fans. <laughs> I love so that, I, man. I didn't know he was in that sort of uh, Those guys are diehard. And we're, uh, I'm in communication, so a lot of those communication guys were like, you know, connected on Twitter. So I go, oh, yeah. That's, that's cool. Good. I didn't know you did that. I just know that you like yelling at soccer games. I mean, this work. That, that guy work. cares more than anybody. What do you want in an employee, somebody that cares about the business? Absolutely. He's going to do a great job. Yeah, from what I heard, the Fuego are, they're now going to be a Fresno football club PDL team, which is, it's cool, and, you know, love that they have a USL team, but, man, it's just, the PDL is, it breaks your heart. I, the fact that the Dragons are gone, I still hate that, and uh, seeing the Fuego not in the PDL, it just absolutely kind of crushes my spirit a little bit. What a great franchise, and it's, uh, I guess it's the nature of the, the league, but it's going to be a shame not having them around. Well, um... In episode two, you'll have a guest that can talk at length about, you know, his feelings around that. But, you know, from a person who's been in front offices before and kind of sees the business perspective, it's understandable, but it, it is heartbreaking at the same time. Now all my stuff from the Dragon's Advantage, man. I get right. I just word around and just like... Do you ever get shout-outs on the street and people see it and say, oh, man, I used to love that I team. see people with, like, uh, shirts on yeah. still, uh, but not really. Yeah. I think it's weird. Berlin game... Such a fantastic city. It's so close knit, but uh, I think that's the difficulty of any PDL team uh, in any PDL season is is the 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 length of it. It's just For really sure. tough to really entrench yourself in the community, really get people to buy in, especially when it's you're you're dormant for you know the majority of the year, as opposed to some of these USL teams, professional teams that are running, you know, nine, 10 month seasons. And it's, it, sure. it's a little sort of different. Uh, You're being too challenge. kind. You're being too kind. It's man. a little different challenge. I've heard that story. We've talked at length about this. We could go off on a big tangent here. It'll be another episode for another Man, game. grow the game, figure it out, find, find scrimmages, get a field, do different things, bring in teams, pro teams for preseason. I thought the Fuego did that amazingly, but keep it going, you know, and, if that's your challenges, every every team, every coach, every player has challenges. Figure out a way to make it a strength, and uh, yeah, and just for me, the city of Burlingame was deserved a team, and they're just getting into it. And uh, the fact that it's not here is tough. It's a tough pill for me to swallow. This is a, this is why you moved to Reno. That one of the main reasons. I I uh, shout out to Reno. Reno's actually surprised me with how wonderful of a city it is. Great place to live. And uh, obviously, fantastic experience with the team. And more than that, it's uh, yeah, hopefully a place that we have a home there now. So hopefully, it's a place that we continue to go for the rest of our lives. Because I truly love the fan base and love the city, and will always be a fan of that team. Who's that far away from me now? It's only like a three-hour drive. Yeah, yeah, it depends, I guess. Bay Area traffic is is shocking, Julio. Well, my my girlfriend lives in Richmond. Really? So that eliminates about an hour from it. Yeah. So no gotta, excuses as to why you haven't been up. I gotta come we got a guest room with your name on it, brother. Anytime. You been watching Game of Thrones together? Uh, you're not up to date. I am up to date. So you want to rewatch? No, we'll just you know when twenty when the new season comes out, you know twenty nineteen or something like that. Putting you on the spot real quick. How how was last season for you? Um, that says it all. No, no, I'll tell you. I'll tell you why I ummed it. Cause I messed up. I messed up in that I got really into uh, YouTube videos and like. Um, like of, of Game of Thrones, you mean? Yes, okay. yes. Got YouTube it, videos it. and like fucking reading uh, spoilers before. So I started I've done hunting that too. those. Yeah. yeah. And spoiler alert for anyone watching, 
the last couple of episodes would have been so much more hype for me mm. had I not, not known that known. the dragon was going down. Yeah. That's 100%. that's that's where I that probably fucked me up more than anything. 100%. I was still sad. Yeah. But I would have been I would have I'm gonna, I would say I would have been like three or four times sadder yep. had I not known that yep, that was going to happen. It's like the joy and the and the misery. And I was of the watching internet. it with friends, and I had to play it off like I didn't know that was. You lied. Uh, you know what? I blame it on Game of Thrones for taking like three years to make a new season. Like, when's the next one coming out? Twenty thirty five. Uh yeah, if that will be how old. It's just like, come on, guys, you're making us wait way too long, and but, the books aren't even out, so it's like. But it was hype though. Like, it was. It was all right. Look. The dragon going down, hype, right? Uh, the wall going down, you didn't. I didn't know that. That one I did not True. know. True, I didn't either. I didn't know that one. So when it went down, I was kind of shocked. I True. was like, wait, what happened? That and then makes... they, they had to make me wait forever. True. Uh, okay. Daenerys and Jon Snow, I knew about that. I, I messed up and read too much. Plus, I, one of my best friends, he's a huge fan, and he's read the books, and he does all the YouTube So you've known about that for so years. So he's been, you know, yeah. he's been trying to tell me that it's not going to happen yeah and when that one happened I wasn't that grossed out about it really this is a different uh, this is a pretty interesting topic this is a morality issue here we've gone off the path to pro topic <laughs> it's all connected man the dragons we're, yes we are yes. talking about the I dragons have a shirt. So. I have a shirt with the dragons on it we'll bring it back but good um, show that's for another episode and of course we can, you're always welcome to come up and watch but yeah I'm gonna give it a solid 8 or 9 though okay it was good I guess maybe that's what it was. The expectations were absolutely so high. How do you, how do you have a season when everyone's just like this Come is on, the best so show of all time? They were tying some stuff together with the Stark kids getting together, and then yep, yeah, there was a lot of good loose ends there. I had to go back. Littlefinger dying, that was sick. Yeah, yeah. We're like, ruining a show for everyone right now, by the way. Well, I mean, if they haven't, seen motherfuckers, it, like, if you haven't watched yeah, it, they're blowing it. You're, you're playing yourself. Absolutely. All right, let's wrap this up. Episode one. Episode two, you're gonna have a we got super a great awesome guest. guest. Yeah, just I'm so happy to have a guest like this. It's Simon Tobin. He's probably the, the literally the godfather of college soccer in America. He's he's won a million games and he's he's coached for thirty years plus. He his coaching tree spans like I mean he there's every coach that coaches some in some way come has crossed paths or been coached or played for Simon, including. Uh, Jeremy Gunn, who played for Simon back in Bakersfield a long time ago, who's now the best coach in the country. Um, so yeah, incredible guy. He'll have some awesome insights. He he worked the Path to Pro Combine last year and will be there again this year. He is a close friend and really happy to hear his insights on the game. And and uh, make sure you ask him about pro pro uh, I, pro. Right? I think he might get fired up about that. I have a strong feeling he, uh, you know, he's an opinionated man. I like seeing him get uh, get heated on some stuff. Um, the podcast will be available, or is available, I'm sorry, I should say. We're recording this episode without it being up anywhere, but PathToProSoccer.com um, will be up on iTunes and Google Play, so make sure you listen, um, share. Absolutely. Give it a review. Give it a listen. We'll we'll take some any kind of advice. This is a new thing. I'm, we're new to the podcast game. Just started listening to podcasts in general, and, and uh, Julio has done a great job. Um, expanding into that media form so love it hopefully we can reach some people and people will enjoy it and uh, yeah come out to the combine January 19th and 20th if uh, if you're a fan of the game there's going to be some young players out there that will go on to do big things so you'll get to see them when they're unsigned and just chasing their dream so good soccer game in general good level 
and some fantastic players that you probably will know if you're a soccer fan from watching college soccer and and you can see them potentially uh, make their dream a reality by having a good combine and getting signed. So should be a fun day. Sick. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Julio. Thanks for having me, man.